0: Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Good morning, Christian America. These are Jesus' words directly from him, out of his mouth, to his followers, to us. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. That's not all he says. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about what Jesus is saying here in Matthew chapter 18, starting at verse 6, get your Bibles, get your minds ready. We're going to get into it. If, if you're new to the podcast, this is the one that you need to pay attention to. This is the one where you need to get your Bibles and your mind ready for what's about to come. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian American T-shirt company, coming to you on this sa- on this Friday. Excuse me, Whew, getting ready for the weekend already. Coming to you on this Friday to get you a little bit of education, get you a little bit of inspiration. Uh, and today we're going to do so in an important piece of scripture. They're all important. They're all important, but there are some that are even more important in 2020. There are some that are even more important in the day and age in which we live in, where people seem to not understand what it is to be a follower of Christ and what it is to do the right things, to to live up to the ideals that Jesus calls us to, to live up to the commands that Jesus calls to, and then what are the punishment. We're going to get into that because today we're going to be talking uh, about Matthew chapter 18, verse starting at verse 6. And the, the title of this portion is called causing, uh, causing People to Stumble or Causing to Stumble, depending on the, the translation that you have. Today's uh, scripture, Jesus is talking about what it means to cause people to stumble. We all stumble. We all fail. Paul talks about it constantly in his letters. About we are all fallen short of the glory of God. We are all fallen, and, and and we do the things that we don't want to do, but and we don't do the things that we should do, and we fail constantly. We fail in our thoughts, we fail in our actions, we fail in what we do and what we and what we fail to do. So many places, it's it's broad. It's uh, uh, it seems like ever encompassing. Our, our range of sins. And we have some that are uh, more tempt, uh, tempting than others. That we have some that are more egregious than others. Uh, and you know, we all vary in, in various circumstances. But being a Christian American, and in 2020, this is especially important. If 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 you're getting into conversations about faith, if you're getting into conversations about issues that surround the Christian faith. This is what you need to pay attention to. This passage, Matthew 18, starting at verse 6, this is what you have to pay attention to because it's not what Eddie says. This isn't, I'm, not, I'm not coming up with my own ideas here. And most people that, that speak on Scripture aren't coming up with their own ideas. If they're doing it right, you're not coming up with your own ideas. I'm not the one making this stuff up in order to, 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 to promote an agenda or to, mo- or to promote uh, uh, myself in any way. As Paul says, as long as it's Christ that's preached, what difference does it make to me, right? As long as Christ is preached. What your pastor should be doing, what your minister should be doing, what your preacher should be doing, what your priest should be doing, is they should be pointing to Scripture. They should be pointing to what Jesus says. And in today's in, uh, uh, reading, Matthew 18, verse 6, Jesus is talking about he's not talking about you failing individually he knows that you're going to be that you're gonna fail individually he knows because you're not strong enough to to keep the law and that's what Paul talks about in Romans it's what ta- Paul talks about in Ephesians it's what ta- Paul talks about in in uh, uh in Corinthians is that you're not strong enough on your own to accomplish and to, to live up to the law that Moses gives, up to the law of the commandments, up to the law to the and, and not only that, you're not strong enough to, to really uh, reach the spirit of the law, and that's what Jesus comes. Jesus comes to talk about not just the letter of the law, not but the spirit of the law. Jesus knows that. That's why he's come to be man. He's he's felt these temptations. He's dealt with life as a human being he understands where we are he understands what 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 goes through our minds what goes through our bodies what are our instincts the sinful nature of man and i'll say it again the sinful nature of man because man has fallen from its inception from the first man and woman we have fallen and how did we fall how did man fall out of those good graces of god out of the good graces of the Garden of Eden, how did we fall? Through what? Through temptation. Through temptation, the world tempts us, and from that point forward, we have been falling. We can't overcome that fall. We can't make ourselves perfect. We can't. Uh, uh, th- we can't live on our own up to the creed, up to the commandments, up to the example that. Christ sets out for us. He knows that. And so as Christian Americans, we know that. We should know that. If you don't know that, you need to know that. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be able to to hold yourself up or anyone else around you. There will be no other man, there will be no other woman that is perfect enough in this life, in this world, to be uh, used as an example of this is the perfect person to be. Because no one can do that. No one can be perfect. The only person to ever live without sin is Jesus Christ. So He is the example. In order for you to get right with God, you have to get right with the Son. He says, no one can come to the Father except through me. You have to get right with Jesus. Everything centers around Jesus from the beginning of time to where you sit today, where you sit this morning. This Friday morning, as you get ready to your weekend, Jesus is still here. I wish I had the shirt on that says Jesus lives here over the heart because it's true. He lives here. He lives in us. He lives through us. He lives around us. He lives with us. And he knows we're going to fail. As Christians, we have to know that we are going to fail. We have to know that our family is going to fail. We have to know that our friends are going to fail. We have to know that our colleagues are going to fail. We have to know that strangers around us are going to fail. And Jesus says, when it comes to judging, he says not to judge hypocritically. Not to judge in a measurement that you wouldn't want to be judged yourself. If you're not willing to do the right thing on a certain, in a certain thing, then you shouldn't be judging other people who, who fail just like you. Now, some other people misinterpret that and think that, oh, you, it says you shouldn't judge anybody at all. That's not what he says either. He just says that you shouldn't judge by the measure that you're not willing to be judged. He says to take the beam out of your own eye before you or uh, uh, point out the twig in someone else's eye, in your brother's eye. Okay, so that's us failing individually. But what is Jesus going to talk about today in Matthew chapter 18, verse 6? I'm going to read it first verbatim so you can understand what Jesus is saying, and then I'm going to talk about it some more because it's very important. It's very relevant today in 2020. Verse 6 says, If anyone, this is Jesus talking, if anyone causes one of these little ones, he's pointing to the child. There's a child in the passage before that. If, you're, if you want to get caught up, look at last week's podcast. He says, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of these things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, then cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed and crippled than to have two hands and two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown Into the fire of hell. So let no man, don't let no person say that there is no hell. Let no man and let no person say that there is no fire. Let no man or no person say that Jesus doesn't speak on these things. That there's no such thing as another world. There's no such thing as uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth because Jesus talks constantly about it. Actually, he talks more about the, uh, about places that you can end up by not obeying his commandments that he does about all the glory that uh, some organizations, some ministries, some churches constantly focus, incessantly focus on the greatness and the glorification and all the prosperity that Jesus con- that Jesus does and can offer. And they, they, they selectively leave out passages like this because in eighteen Matthew 18, verse 6, in the passage I just read, Jesus is getting real. And again, it's not me saying, it's not Eddie saying, I didn't come up with this. I didn't make this up. This is straight from Scripture. You heard it verbatim, word for word. This is what Christ says, woe to those. And he doesn't just say woe to those. He doesn't just stop there. He says it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned. And to be drowned. Well, drowned could mean... No, no, no. He doesn't finish. Drowned in the depths of the sea. So you will fail, my friends. I will fail. I fail constantly. Incessantly. All the time. And I try my best not to. And Lord knows that that, that I try to do right. But that doesn't always happen. We understand that. There's a process... Or reconciliation. There's a process for forgiveness. There's a process for repentance, depending on where you go, what denomination you're at. There's a process for these things, whether you go, to the, or the, whether you don't go to church at all. Not that they we're encouraging that, but wherever you are in your spiritual life, wherever you are in your church life, there is a process to get right with the Lord, to ask, to forgive, to ask for forgiveness, to ask, uh, for penance, to ask, uh, God for to have mercy on us because of the the mistakes that we made, the failings that we uh, we constantly fail. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. Jesus is talking about causing other people to fail. When you fail yourself, you can ask for forgiveness, but when you're causing other people to fail, when there are people that are out there that are encouraging that failure, that are encouraging, see, this is 18 chapters now we've come to. This is 18 chapters in the New Testament, and Jesus has laid out all these things. He's laid out all these things that you shouldn't be doing, that you shouldn't, that you shouldn't judge unjustly, that you shouldn't be a hypocrite. He says that you that you shouldn't sin, that you shouldn't commit adultery, that you shouldn't, that you should share, and you could be, you should be compassionate to one another. All these things that you should take care of the sick, that you should, that you should be there for those who have not, for the less fortunate, that you should be a good Samaritan, that you should listen to your Father's commands, and all of these things are about what you should do. Now he's talking about the people who who are encouraging other people not to do that, encouraging people to disobey. These are the people he's talking about. How many people in 2020 do we know that are out there that are encouraging people to sin? That are encouraging people to disobey God's commandment. That are encouraging people to live to up to their own standards rather than to God's standards. How many people are out there encouraging others to turn their back on Christ? How many people do we know that are out there turning, that are encouraging people to turn their back on our Lord and Savior, to turn their back on their Christian faith, to turn their back and to turn their children's back to try to uneducate them in the works of God, try to uneducate them in the Christian and Judeo-Christian principles that this country was founded on, in the society in which we were all brought up, in the foundation that this country was built on. People are out there encouraging, celebrating others that are uh, to do the exact opposite of what Christ says. How How many people are out there doing that right now? How many people do you know? Every time you turn on the TV, it seems like there's, a ton of them every channel every movie everywhere you go the violence is celebrated the promiscuity is celebrated the adultery is celebrated the criminality is celebrated the the lack of responsibility is celebrated the uh the deg- the degradation of marriage the degradation of life itself from from birth even from before birth to uh, to, to assisted death, all of these things. How many people are out there celebrating them, causing people to stumble? They're causing people to stumble, and that's why when you get into these conversations to non-believers or these atheists or people that are on the fence or people that call themselves Christian but then want to talk about us, ourselves, like our own failings, our own failures, when they're out there causing people to sin, they're out there causing people to stumble. They're out there not only justifying it, not only rationalizing it, but celebrating it and encouraging it, causing people to stumble. And they want to point their finger at you and I because we're not perfect. And they say, oh, you're a Christian. Y'all Christians think you're perfect. You think you're perfect and you're not. Or you think that you're perfect, uh, and but you're not. And so because you're not perfect, that's justification for me to then encourage everyone else to stumble, to be fallen, to disregard God's commandments, to disregard Scripture. That's that's their rationale, is that because you're not perfect and because I'm not perfect, then they have justification to encourage everyone else, not only to not listen to us, Again, it's not about us. It's not about me. But not listen to God. Not listen to Christ. And he says again, woe to the world because of these things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come. He understands. Of course, Jesus understands everything. But he specifically says these things must come. They're going to come. He knows there's evil out in the world. He knows that the devil is out there doing, doing his own work. Using people to do his own work. And Jesus says, but woe to the person to whom they come. Through whom they come. If, if you're out there causing people to sin. If you're out there causing people to achieve it on their wife. If you're out there celebrating abortions. If you're out there celebrating uh, 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 anything. That God doesn't see. If you're out there, you know, being violent, gossiping to people, about people, tarnishing their reputation, you know, assassinating them with your language, with your words. If you're out there berating people, if you're not being kind and charitable and compassionate and you're encouraging other people to be just as mean, to be just as fallen. My friend, Jesus says exactly what awaits you. He said, it's better for you to enter a life maimed or crippled than, and, than to have two hands and two feet and be thrown to where? Eternal fire. And then later on, when he talks about, his, about your eyes. It's better to you uh, to enter into life. And when he says life, who's life? What's life? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It's better to enter into him with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. So don't let anyone tell you in 2020, don't let any minister, don't let anyone in your congregation, don't let anyone in your church and your ministry tell you that Jesus doesn't talk about hell. Don't let anyone tell you there's no uh, there's no scripture base to hell. I know that seems to be a constant theme nowadays. Nobody wants to talk about the consequences. Everybody wanna talks about, wants to talk about the glory of God. And he is, he's glorious. He provides things. He helps us in our times of, of struggle. He, he helps us overcome the obstacles when we believe in him and we trust in him and we believe in the works that he has. If we set our mind to the right thing, he can lead us to the promised land. He's going to lead us in a good life. He's going to lead us to friends and prosperity and all those things. Yes, all those things are possible but boy does he tell you that there's fire waiting for you if you're out there causing people to stumble. And there's the difference. There's the difference between people who fail and people who cause people to fail. And I usually don't get too excited, but today I'm excited because this is, if you've watched the podcast or if you've watched any of the videos, we've discussed this passage in a variety of reasons, in a variety of ways, and I've brought it up before, but today we've actually got it on the education podcast on this Friday, when it talks about causing people to stumble, again, Matthew 18, verse 6, causing people to stumble, that is where you end up in a bad place, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a Christian American out there, you may fail, and that's fine ask for uh, forgiveness, repent for your sins, and continue to try to do the good works that God has laid in advance for you. Let's do that. But when you're out there and you're causing people to stumble, when you're out there telling people that it's okay for them to not listen to Christ, when you're telling them it's okay uh, not to do good things, it's okay not to do good works, it's okay to to, to, to gossip behind people's back, it's okay to live your truth, uh, live your life, and all of those things. That go against what God says because God doesn't say it's your life. He says it's his life. He's granted us with, with, with what we have. He's granted us the blessings that we've, that we have. That's not your money. That's his money. That's not your job. That's his job. That's not your family. That's his family he supersedes everything that's us. And when he says you're causing people to stumble, you should be you'd be better if a large millstone was tied around your neck and you were thrown into the sea, into the depths of the sea. That you would be burned in the fires of hell. Don't let anyone say that that's not what scripture says. Do not let anyone say that's not what scripture says because it just I just read it verbatim. Not Eddie speaking Jesus' words. So this Friday, when you get out there and you do your, do your thing, remember what Jesus says. Remember not to cause people to stumble. Remember to call out people that are causing people to stumble, that are saying it's okay to be promiscuous, that are saying it's okay to gamble your life savings, that are saying it's okay to be drunken and foolish, that are, that are saying it's okay to do drugs on the side, that are saying it's okay to commit adultery, to hang out and do all the things that you know you're not supposed to be doing, that you know God calls you not to do. Don't be one of those people who cause other people to stumble, because if that's the case, there's nothing good waiting for you. And that's what we're trying to get to you here. We're trying to get you to understand that there's a big difference between you failing, you failing to live up to to God's standards, asking for forgiveness and and getting right with him and getting back on that path and disregarding his commandments and then furthermore encouraging other people to disregard his commandments so in that we cannot, we cannot abide by. We cannot be around people like that because they're going to encourage you to sin just the same. And in that situation or in, in this conversation, I want to remind everybody that next Friday, 4th of March for Life, next friday the 24th the march for life people that are out there doing the exact opposite of what this passage talks about not only are we not encouraging people to stumble but the people in the march for life are encouraging people to do the right thing to do the christian thing to do the what jesus says in the passage before them when he talks about bringing the little ones to me having the faith of a small child that he loves so much. If you want to be in the good graces, you want to be greatest in the kingdom, you must be like a, what, like a small child. But you can't be a small child if we're too busy killing them in the womb, mass murdering them in the womb by the hundreds of thousands per year, by the millions and millions over the last 50-plus years. The March for Life on the 24th of January, we encourage everybody, every Christian American to be out there uh, encouraging our nation from the Capitol, not only, not to not stumble, but to do the right thing. Get rid of this, uh, this atrocity of murdering children before they have a chance to, to be who God wants them to be, to be who God is going to call them to be, to be who God makes them to be, to be who God has knitted them to be. We have to give every person that chance, every baby that chance to be someone, to be someone great in this life and to be, uh, one of those little ones that Christ talks about that believe in him. That's how we build our nation. That's how we find our way back. Don't cause people to stumble, cause people to turn to Christ. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you that if you want to be a part of the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com, All one word, ChristianAmericanTees.com. Pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. Um, that's tees, tanks, sweats, uh, th- like this hoodie that I got on right now. Um, you also got a, a, a whole plethora of Christian American uh, merchandise. Go to ChristianAmericanTease.com. Continue to follow us on all the social media platforms. We are the Christian American community. We, this is the Good Morning Christian America podcast. Go to anywhere they have an audio version of the podcast. Search Good Morning Christian America. Click on the link. Subscribe to the podcast. That way you get updates every time there's a new podcast out. Go to YouTube.com. In the search bar, type in Good Morning Christian America. You'll see this face with that logo uh click on it subscribe to it hit the bell that way you get reminders when a new podcast drops you can come check us out we know we try to meet the 15 to 25 minute range for you guys sometimes they run a little bit long today we run a little bit long because this is important don't cause people to stumble and not only don't cause people to stumble you need to understand what awaits you if you do cause people to stumble it's important that we understand that. I can't stress it enough because that's where we've gone astray. It's not that we fail. It's a, it's the fact that as a society, we've been encouraging people to fail, and that's what we cannot abide by. We cannot continue to go down this road because, uh, well, you heard it. I'm not going to continuously repeat it, uh, what Jesus says himself. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're on TikTok now. Subscribe to TikTok. Uh, look for, search good uh, the Christian American community, find us on there, subscribe to us, follow us, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Parlor, Christian American community, that's the Christian American community, continue to spread the message of Christ. Hey, and we don't have to be the only ones out there. Let us know if you want to pick up a camera, if you want to pick up a uh, uh, a keyboard and start typing out blogging. Uh, if you want to start blogging, if you want to start putting out articles, if you want to start putting out videos, and you're looking for uh, someone to help you spread that message as well, hit us up. Hit us up on any of the social media platforms. Let us know what you're trying to do, um, and and we will support as long as Christ is preached. Paul says, "What do I care?" Eddie says, "What do I care?" Right? As long as you're preaching. A biblical message. As long as you're preaching preaching what Christ taught, we support 100%. We are not in competition. We want to help one another. We don't want to uh, compete necessarily with one another. And we're more than happy to support. So you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. We'll see you next week. Good morning, Christian America.